0: back to Holistic Health Masterclass Podcast. This is your host, Brett Hawes, and uh, we are back with another episode. Um, I know I've been a little bit... uh I wouldn't say lax but just uh, dripping content out um, not as uh, weekly as I have been in the past and that is simply because I've had a pretty grueling schedule lately, uh, lots of travel so I've been on the road quite a bit um, between yeah, just a a few different places and uh, have really been um, taken off with uh, euphoria and really sinking my teeth into DNA and nutrition. So for those of you who do follow me on Facebook, you would have seen that announcement, you Uh, possibly attended a webinar that I did. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, I'm actually working on getting the chief science officer and perhaps even uh, one of the geneticists that sits on the board with me for Euphoria Sciences and uh, get them on a podcast where we can talk about exactly how we tailor nutritional supplementation and diets to your genetic makeup. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, check out the link in the show notes and you can go back to my Facebook page, read the pin post, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm not going to bang on too much more about that right now because I am going to be doing an in-depth special uh, probably sometime before Christmas at this point. Um, Right, so today's episode is uh, a little I wouldn't say shorter, but it's definitely not as long as some of the other podcasts I've done. And I have my good friend Rob tomlinson on. Uh, Rob has an extensive background in natural medicine, uh, been in practice for a lot longer than I have, and is really trained in a bunch of different things. Uh, what I love about Rob's approach is, um, you know, he he's still he, very much grounded in science, uh, but is also not adverse to stepping outside the box. And and I think that that really resonates with me quite a bit because I see a lot of that in myself. But today. We we are essentially talking about his sort of flagship modality that he's really pioneered, uh, which is called Biointolerance Elimination, or BIE. And for a lot of people, when you hear about BIE and you hear about what it does and how it works, it seems a little bit Star Trekky. but hopefully in my, you know, just over half an hour with Rob, uh, you would be a bit more versed and a bit more educated in exactly how this technology works and perhaps more inclined to try it out for yourself. I have sent quite a few of my clients for my practice to Rob. Uh, you know, clients that I feel have been "quote unquote" stuck uh, with their progress and health, and I got to say that oftentimes, uh, m- more often than not, um, I have found that BIE really unlocks certain blockages and uh, really gets things moving for people. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that, and hopefully, you enjoy today's episode and uh, learn everything there is to know about BIE and as always if you do like the show please consider subscribing, reviewing, sharing and getting the word out there. So uh, yeah leave it at that I bring you Rob Tomilson. Hey Rob welcome to the show.
1: Thank you thanks Brett for having me I'm I'm honored to uh, be on the show.
0: Yeah, it's taken us a little bit to get this together, um, but obviously, you know, just for our listeners out there, you and I, we cross parts uh, through the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, uh, where you actually mm-hmm. do advanced training on iridology, and so that's kind of where we, we met. Um, but we've never okay. really had a good chance to sit down and talk about some of the other things that you're into, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously today we are going to talk about BIE, so, so just hold tight there, um, those of you on the line and um, you know we'll, we'll get into that today. But Rob, perhaps give us a little bit of a sketch on your background. I know you, you're certified in more things than I can count, and you've had a long, long career in the field. So um, how did you start out, and what is your sort of background and training?
1: Well, I, I was a motivational speaker and a business consultant, I've done that for many years. Uh, but my schedule just kept me going around the clock. And sometimes I, I think I went for about 17 years with only a maximum of four weeks vacation during that 17 years. So wow. I burnt myself up quite badly. Um, I got quite ill and two, uh, colleagues of mine said, you should go see this lady up in, you know, I don't know. I forget the town, Bumpkinville, Ontario. I don't know. what it is. But I went to see this lady, and it took me about two months to get in. And And uh, she was looking in my eyes, and she told me everything about myself. Well, I didn't know what iridology was back then, but uh, it was a, without a pun intended, it was a real eye-opener. But it really, it shook me up. And I, anyway, to make a short story long, she put me on a program in about four four to six weeks, 90% of my symptoms were gone, and and uh, I was so impressed, and I was impressed more by her lifestyle that she says, well, I can work a couple of weeks, and and then I want to take a week off with my horses, or I want to go spend uh, some time with my husband in Pennsylvania at his car show that he does, so I'll, t- I'll work another couple of weeks, then take another week off, and she was making, at that time, a really good six-figure income, and I thought, you know what? Money's not everything. I love the idea of having the freedom to do what you want to do, and you're relaxed, and you love it, and you're having fun, and, and uh, I, I made that change based on that. I was so impressed at how quickly I recovered, even though that natural, or, or I should say um, allopathic medicine really didn't help me to get over a lot of my uh, illnesses. I had chronic fatigue, chronic digestive disorders, uh, circulatory problems, um, arthritis so bad I couldn't bend my knees at the age of 30. So I decided to um, embark on this health program, turn me around, and um, it's just been a journey from there on, and it's, it's something that I just love every single day. And I've encouraged other people to do the same thing, and they're getting the results. So, you know, it's something that once you're in the natural health field and you can actually see what it does for people, it's something you never want to change. It becomes Mm -hmm. a life. It's not a job because if you're passionate about something, you love it, it, uh, it's not work.
0: And so, and so, you've actually done um, pretty advanced training in a number of different areas. I mean, obviously, aridology we know, but um, what what else have you sort of do you do? And you have you have a clinic in Oakville, Ontario, if I'm not mistaken, as well, right? Oakville, Ontario, yes. And uh, I've been I, I started studying about 33 years ago, and
1: uh, went into a professional practice 20-some odd years ago. Um, I am a doctor of natural medicine, which really is a blanketed statement. There, it's a little bit of a little bit everything, master of none. Um, very similar to a naturopathic doctor, uh, but um, they're regulated in Canada, whereas we aren't. So um, I've done uh, I've done that, which is a whole broad spectrum of uh, studies and modalities, mm-hmm. including in that and iridology and. Uh, acupuncture I was an acupuncturist for about six or seven years Um, and uh, I I do classic homeopathy the the whole gamut but what I have loved the most is something that we came across years ago and it's known as BIE and uh, that's where I would probably specialize if i have a if if i have the ability to be say i specialize in anything but i'd say more of bie than anything which is bioenergetic intolerance elimination and uh, it's a modality that helps the person's body to recognize the culprit that's actually causing their health disorder okay and so go ahead
0: yeah so so You're- so so bie i mean let's i guess let's just start there um you, I know, now. I know that you also train people how to do BIE as a modality in their practice, right? So when we talk about, okay. um, so so perhaps explain, you know, what is BIE in a nutshell? You know, how, how does it work? What is what does it do for people?
1: Well, it, I, basically, you know, I can get into the science of it, and it's it's a really boring physics lesson, but it's um, really what it is doing is let's say you have two people. You've got a person A, person B. Person A has an intolerance to a specific food, or maybe it's a grass or mold, but person B doesn't. What's the difference? The, the, the difference is person B's body is able to recognize that substance where person A does not. And so how do we then get person A's body to recognize that substance like person B does? Why, why is he not reacting, but person A is really badly reacted to something? it's an it's an inability to be able to recognize that substance for what it is usually a harmless substance so how do we do that how do we help a person's body to recognize something well the you have to first understand that the language of the body is electrical current it speaks with electrical impulse the brain speaks to every organ in the body with um, and every tissue in the body with electrical impulse the cells speak to each other with electrical impulse so it's Similar to, let's say, a computer. I, I have a hardware, of a computer, and I have software. Hardware is everything I can touch, see, feel, and software is an invisible essence that flows around through it and gives us its intelligence and helps it to work. So our body is the same thing. Everything we can touch, see, feel, that is our hardware. And, but we also have a software. And I've mentioned this to a few um, med- medical doctor friends of mine, and uh, they look at me kind of like a deer in a headlight, but <laughs> They're not used to this explanation. And I say, well, how else does the cells, how how else does the body communicate to the cells? And the cells speak to each other. And, well, he says, well, there's hormone releases and things and chemical releases. Well, how do they happen? They had to first get an electrical impulse from the brain telling it to release that hormone. Mm -hmm. So that's the body's uh, language. So what we have to do is somehow convince a person's body, and let's say person B in this case, which is highly reactive to something, we have to get this person's B, uh, body to recognize a substance by speaking to it at its language. Well, obviously I can't speak English to a person's body, but I do need a translator. And um, the translator we use is a little patented device that we have. It's uh, called a GSR-120, and that just stands for a galvanic skin response um, machine that has a metal plate on the top of it. And there is um, any anything that we have that, that we find out once we test the person, find out what they're intolerant to. That goes on top of the plate, and it sends an electrical current through it, measuring the vibration. Everything on planet Earth and the universe as its own vibrational frequency. It's a molecular vibration rate. And that in science is known as a signature or a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is, this, this machine measures the vibration or the signature and then translates that vibration into an electrical impulse, which we imprint into the body. And it's painless, uh, there's no needles involved, and we just go in various acupressure points in the body. And that's where those places were. Those are the only places where the electricity can go in and out of the bodies, right. body. So
0: fin, fin, finish your thought. And then I just want to circle back to a couple of things so we can uh, expand on them.
1: Right. So basically, all we're doing is we're imprinting in the body. And for the lack of a better term to explain this, it's almost like we're giving a person an electronic vaccine. Of that substance, and you know how vaccines work. You you introduce it to the body, and the body says, "Oh, I know what that is," and it's ready for it in the future. Well, that's what we're doing, but electronically, without all the harmful chemicals and uh, adjuvants and things that are put in the vaccines.
0: Right, right. So, so let's let's just circle back to a couple of things. You know, we say um, you're you're saying that our body is not able to recognize whatever it is, right? So, I think let's just clear that up because from my understanding, you know, if if we're reacting to something, okay, so let's say we're reacting to a food or a chemical or whatever, are we talking about an immune response here? Are we talking about the immune system that's reacting? Or, you know, because it's my understanding that if we have an allergy to something, it could very well be a hyper response from the immune system. So it's sort of like over identifying, if that makes it's any over,
1: sense, I, it's exactly it's over identifying a harmless substance. Yeah. So when the body is in a confused state, and, and I call an aller, an allergic reaction a confused state, um, how do we get that allergy to begin with, or that intolerance? It's um, we anytime the body's exposed to something during a stressful event, it has this inept ability to block it off to prevent from re-experiencing it again in the future. And your body will say, I don't want to go there. That was a horrible day. I do not want to experience that again. So anything that reminds me of that day, I'm going to block it off. I remember as a child, I got sick. I was, I think, six years old. And it was a really, really bad stomach flu. And my mother, I couldn't keep any food in. I was throwing up every every seven minutes. And it went on for two weeks. And they had to give me intravenous to keep me from dehydrated. And my mom kept saying, what did you eat? Did you get into the cabinet? Did you swallow any medicine? No. The only thing I had was a peanut butter and jam sandwich. And then later on, I had a dill pickle. But I had been eating them all my life. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember that specifically because for seven years after that, and by the way, that was only a two-week flu, but, um, and, and the peanut butter or the jam had nothing to do with that, nor did the dill pickle. But I remember that because for about seven, eight years afterwards, I couldn't even go near peanut butter or dill pickle. It just it made me sick. It smelled like a roadkill at the side of the road. Right. My brain had said, no, I'm not going to exper- experience that again. I do not want to be exposed to that again. So I'm going to alter the perception from the olfactory nerves to my brain so that you will be turned off and you don't go back there again. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my body altered that. And so that's what our body does. So anytime that we are exposed to anything during a stressful event, the body will literally shut it down. I'm not going to expose that again. What what was I eating? Okay, block that. What was I drinking? Okay, block that. Uh, what was I, uh, what was I breathing and block that? And it's not just exogenous things or things that happen outside the body. It can be endogenous things or things within the body. So the body can say, what's that? What hormones was I producing? Okay, block that. Hmm. This is what we predicate. And it, you know, we always, we always look at the outcome of it and we say, what well, seems to match our theory, but I'm, I'm going to block this hormone. I'm going to block this enzyme. I'm going to block this neurotransmitter. That's interesting. And this is how... This is how we, our whole body gets screwed up, and it's not that the body has this universal ability to know the difference between right and wrong. Well, it should if your body was completely balanced. But as you know, Brett, we're how much? How many of us are stressed?
0: How yeah, many of us? I are, mean, everyone is under a certain amount of stress. Um, some of us a lot of stress, actually, both from external and internal factors. Um, I do find exactly. it interesting. I do find it interesting, though, that. The sort of knock-on effect here is that it can affect things like hormones and neurotransmitters and stuff. Because I mean, up until now in our short conversation here, we've really focused more on on foods. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people that are going to you and to people for BIE they are looking at more food reactions. Is is that a fair statement? Or a lot, a lot of them do come in, especially from yeah. my chin. They're coming from
1: food reactions, but uh, yeah. it's just a basically it, it's basically anything that you are exposed to so i guess the misconception is that we just are working with allergies and we actually don't work with allergies at all if we're working with an allergy and and um basically the allopathic um, allergist will work with that they work with the allergy they're treating the the allergy what we do is we help a person's body to become balanced and you've heard that term before Mm with natural medicine we're just helping the person's body balance and when it's in the balanced state it's then able to recognize the difference between good and bad harmful and non-harmful and then the body's able to deal with it accordingly and heal itself so it could be anything and and our you know in our work we predicate that you know if a person's been under a lot of stress and their body's producing a hormone at that time then the body has an ability, now I can get right into the technical details of it, but Mm -hmm. i bore everybody listening, about um, the uh, polarities of a cell, and they can alter between positive and negative. I don't want to get into all that. But when the body is unable to perceive uh, a hormone for what it is, then uh, they would say, well, then why would I produce something I have no idea what it is, and send it back into the body? So I'm just not going to produce it. And this is what causes a lot of hormones to go down. And so when people come to us with hormone issues, we just gently reintroduce the signature, remember the vibrational frequency, of, of that particular hormone back into the body. And the body says, well, that's what that is. Oh, I can produce that. And then this, the body starts producing that hormone. Now, that's without the aid of having to take supplements for it. The body naturally does it on its own. Or, um, oh, that's what that vitamin is. I said, vitamin D. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Huh. What was I throwing it up for?
0: So this is so, interesting. I, uh, so, I mean, so, sorry, like this is interesting for me because what I'm hearing is that on a, on a very, you know, thousand foot overview, our body energetically becomes unbalanced and can actually reject... Uh, things that are very, very good for us, right? Aside from just things that, that are very bad for us, which would be the obvious things, right? So, I mean, I, I, that, that's, quite, that's quite interesting. You know, vitamins, minerals, um, antioxidants, enzymes. Hormones, and, yeah. And what, and, yeah, hormones and so on. So, in your experience, I mean, and, and perhaps this might just be your opinion, I don't know if you have anything to back it up with, but do you feel that this is a major root cause for most people's illness? Absolutely. And we've we've said that before. There is a lot of science to
1: back it up. And if you ever want a really good book and to understand how cells talk and, and where disease comes from, you read a book from Bruce Lipton and it's called The Biology
0: of Belief. Fantastic. Well, one, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. And and
1: he's, uh, he's like a mentor to us. And, you know, we, we looked at what he says and we said that explains what we do exactly. I think even Einstein, if it was, if I'm, quoting this correctly he says everything is energy and that's all there is to it Mm -hmm. if you can match the frequency of the substance that you want the route the reality that you want then you cannot help but to get that reality this isn't philosophy this is physics and i think einstein was the one that said that but he didn't have the technology back then to do it so we're we're kind of going on that uh that principle or that theory And then we have the technology today to do that where we can take something which is a a reality and measure the vibration of it and translate it into a frequency and imprint it into the body. So um, there's lots of studies out there on this kind of work over the years, but I I don't know why more people haven't come up with uh, a solution because it's really not rocket science.
0: Yeah. So what's interesting, and and I'll just sort of try and distill this down for our listeners and my understanding of it and my interpretation of this, you know, we've got in our world, and I'm just going to sort of dial this right into our body, right? So from a personal um, perspective here, all of our hormones, our vitamins, our minerals, um, perhaps even infections, gut bacteria, skin, hair, nails, teeth, every single thing in our body has its own unique vibratory signature and when that vibratory signature becomes unbalanced or perhaps out of resonance is is a good word to use as soon as we introduce a resonant frequency it then brings itself back in back in resonance right is is that a good description
1: yeah it's it's very close except that when the it's not that the uh, substance that we're exposed to gets out of vibration as our body, body. does.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, so and, and then, so, I mean, let, let's just, I'll put my skeptic hat on here for a second because I know people are always skeptical in this day and age, especially when things have no quote unquote science behind them. But you touched on something earlier that I think really brings this home for me anyway. When people listen to this and they hear what we're talking about, they might go, oh man, like, but there's no physical substance. Like, how does it? How does it work if there's no molecule, right? And Mm -hmm. and this is the big question mark hanging over homeopathy's head, right? You know, people are like, well, homeopathy doesn't work because what are you actually giving the person? You're not giving them anything. There's nothing in there. But these are the same people that are oftentimes very much behind the science, quote unquote, behind vaccines, right? Exactly. So we're very happy to accept that vaccines work and vaccines and whatever. I'm not getting into the vaccine debate here because I don't think it's a debate between you and me. I think we'll just be saying the same thing to each other. <laughs> but, right. um, you, you know, so so you've got people that are pro-vaccine, there's science, blah, blah, blah behind it. But we, we discredit homeopathy. We discredit things like BIE. You know, I don't know. It's just it's an interesting thing for me to think about. And uh, w- how, how do you reconcile that with people, you know? Well, I've actually
1: spoken to many audiences of doctors and scientists and research scientists sort of feeling like I'm a, um, a, a lamb walking in there with a pork chop hanging around my neck in a den of wool. <laughs> but I, there is a substantial amount of scientific evidence to back up our theories on, on the BIE. Um, my, and I say our, I'm one of the founders, my uh, my partner, my wife is the, uh, Silvana Fazeleri, is the other co-founder on the BIE and she's a tremendous scientific researcher brilliant and I I always tell people you could throw a thousand dollar bill on the table and ask her scientific questions she will have the answer and all its references in five minutes and Mm -hmm. I've never seen her not be able to do that so we've had a tremendous amount of research which I can't get into everything, all the details right course, here yeah. on this podcast. But but um, yeah, there's a lot of science to it. And once we expose the science and show you what it is, actually, when they go on their website, they can click on a link that says the history and research of BIE. Yeah, And then they and can...
0: And we will have that up. So those of you listening, um, obviously stay till the end here and check out the show notes because we're going to have some stuff up there which you can deep dive if you're interested in that. Um, so I'm glad to hear that there's science behind it. I mean, I think you know again preaching to the choir here i believe in this stuff you know i i of course um you know spirituality is energy um emotions mm-hmm. are energy um you know re- religion is energy like all of these things are energetic in nature and of course the ripple effect and the trickle down effect is that they have a physical implication you know positive right. emotions have a positive physiological response stressful emotions right. stressful response and so on but i think right. just to move us forward here like what, what have been, you know, so people come and see you, we said a lot of times for food reactions and stuff like that. But what, I mean, what else are they seeing you for? And what are the results that you typically see in terms of your practice and outcomes? Well, to pick a couple
1: straws out of a bale of hay over the years. I mean, we've seen people come in with, I've got kids that are autistic kids come in. And, uh, and they've received a vaccine. I don't want to get into that and open, mm-hmm. kick at a hornet's nest. But um, we just said, okay, we're not going to treat the autism. And we don't treat any medical condition. The body does. The body can virtually heal itself of anything if it recognizes the culprit that's causing the problem. And any scientist will understand, and everybody who knows anything about science will tell you, everything has its own unique vibration. So when an antigen goes into the body, it vibrates. How else does the body recognize something when it's pitch black inside the body? There is no light, no visible light inside the body. Hmm. We always see these beautifully made up slides under an electron microscope and it's all well lit up and and they put certain dyes on it so we can see the colors and variations. Inside the body is pitch black. There's no color. It is darkness. So the only way the body can recognize something is through its vibration. Let's place two magnets together. Those two magnets are either going to attract or they're going to detract according to their polarities, correct? Mm -hmm. So when something's inside the body, this is how the assimilation process works in the body. Foods are either going to have, uh, they have vitamins and minerals, and those vitamins and minerals are either positively or negatively charged. So the cells of our body are either positively or negatively charged. So as they're floating through the body, those positively charged Substance will go to the negative charge uh, on ourselves. The negative charged particles will go to the positive charged uh, par- particle uh, cells, particle charged cells. I'm trying to say this quickly. It's <laughs> okay. I, I, I get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so without without uh, any further on that. Um, so that's how the assimilation process takes place. Now through stress, some of those charges alternate in our body. And what would normally charge, let's say a positive would go to a negative, uh, that negative might change to a positive. And so it would skip over that. And, and it would go to another uh, charged um, uh, cell in the body. So it's really that the, the, it, everybody knows in science, and, and if they do want to argue with it, they're really arguing with their own science because they know that everything is vibration. And so And that vibration is energy, mm-hmm. in essence. So, you can't really dispute it. So, what we've seen is people come in, they say, Well, I have this autistic child. And so, we take the signature of that particular stressor, in this case, it's a vaccine, imprinted in the body. And we've taken 34 people, uh, 34 children that have come in with autism, anywhere from the ages of three to 15. And the worst case scenario we saw was 20% improvement, and we've seen anywhere from 20 to 100% complete remission of autism within 10 months. Although we didn't even treat the autism, we just helped their body to recognize the culprit that could be causing the problem. Hmm. Based on scientific research was, this is a probable cause, this is a probable cause, okay? So we took all the probabilities and imprinted them in the body, and the body dealt with each one and healed itself. And we've taken people with um, growth problems. We've got we've had kids in. We're in grade eight, and they're about three point three three feet nine inches tall. Really small kids, and they said we don't know what's wrong with this child. Why he's not growing? So, on testing them, we found out that they're actually uh, their body's not recognizing their human growth hormone and calcium. So when we imprinted them into the body, we, the, the kids actually grew up a foot and a half in three months. Now, wow, I, I don't that's know, insane. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of growth pains they would have had, but I mean, that's actually happened. And the parents were there to say, if I had not seen this myself, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, we've had cases where uh, people would say, you know, my, I, my thyroid is really off, or my cholesterol, this is a great one. Um, I've had medical doctors come in and they say, I don't, I can't get my cholesterol down or they send us a patient with high cholesterol and, and we don't treat the cholesterol. All we did is say, well, the reason your body, your body's either um, has too much or deficient in certain cholesterols is because it doesn't recognize it. So why don't we just introduce those signatures of the cholesterol, the vibrational frequencies of the cholesterol back into the body and let's see what happens. And then within four weeks, We've had one doctor say, they wrote us a letter and said, there's no logical explanation how this person's body or this patient's body could go from extremely high cholesterol to completely normal within four weeks. Whatever you're doing, continue doing it. Um, Another doctor said, I've tried everything to get my cholesterol down. I can't get it down. And uh, he says, I purposely went out to sabotage your work. After you did the BIA session for cholesterol, I went to have cheeseburgers and poutine, fries and gravy. And my cholesterol went down to 3.8. What did you do? And this is in the three weeks. So uh, it, it ranges from A to Z pretty much. Yeah. And we've seen great results in pretty much everything. And, and,
0: and I, I would assume that, you know, just because obviously the depth of what we're talking about, some of the things would be overtly obvious, you know, such as someone growing a foot and a half in, in three months, but some of them might mm-hmm. not be obvious, uh, i.e. getting cholesterol levels down. You know, I mean, that's something that, may or may not manifest as heart disease in 20 years from now. So exactly. uh, One thing I did want to ask you how does like how does this work with regards to infections? you uh, know, you, well, you, you, know, you got a lot of people with like these these latent chronic infections that are kicking around where they they're not necessarily, you know, on the couch uh, ready to die but they're just not functioning 100%, you know, they're 50-60% capacity and just feeling shitty all the time.
1: Yeah, we've actually uh, had so many people over the years um, with infections, and uh, right now we're about 190 some odd clinics across Canada and the U.S., and these are run by They are run by either um, naturopaths or doctors of natural medicine or Mm -hmm. nutritionists or whatever. There's a a certain criteria that we we have. So they all have their science backgrounds and they're seeing this for themselves and they're getting back to us and saying, Rob, we can't believe this is what's happening. One person called and said, person had a uh, severe bladder infection and um, just continually just kept having bladder infections. So they had them urinate in a cup and uh, bring in a sample. And they put it on the plate of the machine. And once this, the current would go through that from the machine, it would translate the, the signature of the infection or bacteria, whatever it is. And we imprinted it in their body. And they said by the next morning, the infection was 90% improved. The next wow. day, there was no sign kind of any bladder infection. So we get that. We get uh, people with any kind of uh, cold or flu come in, Uh, a lot of times uh, we'll have them swab their throat or, you know, give us a a nasal discharge in a Kleenex and put it in a Ziploc baggie, throw it on the machine and print it in their body. So once the body's able to recognize the culprit, it throws it off. Hmm. And usually they're 80% improved on the next
0: day. Wow. wow. and I know, I mean, I've actually, um, you know, I've I've actually sent some of my clients from my clinic um, to actually go and see... You and some of the people you've trained, um, just as a sort of adjunct to the nutritional work and other stuff that I do, and um, yeah, right. and I ha- I've 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 heard those reports come back firsthand in my own practice. So, um, Rob, I think you've done a great job at um, uh, a you know really sharing the details here and and um, helping us understand a bit more about BIE and B, um, you've done a great job of promoting it as well. So, um, I'm, I'm sure thank that you. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll have to book, book myself in at some point. Um, even though you live well, you a, should. A, a little and far away. Um,
1: yeah, well, well, like I said, we have clinics all over the place so we can get you in somewhere. I'm sure.
0: Awesome. And awesome.
1: I, I thank you for this opportunity because I'm passionate about it. And, uh, I live it and I'm so excited about it because it's been able to help so many people and there's not a day I don't go into work and I'm still not in awe over it. You know, the thing is you never arrive uh, as far as your knowledge in something. I've been in this for 33 years and I think the farther I've gone into this, the less I know. <laughs> yep. And it just seems I'm so far behind. It almost seems like I'm running backwards because I keep in, in opening up a new doorway or hallway of multiple doors that lead to multiple hallways of multiple doors. Mm-hmm. And so there's just so much to learn. And we're still in the, the beginning process of, of uh, in the beginning research of this BIE, even though it's been going on for 20 years. And for the first five years, we conducted about 15 to 20,000 Ah, uh, clinical case studies, both single wow. and double blood studies. Oh, wow! And
0: uh, so that—that's a oh, large yeah. population size.
1: <laughs> yes, we 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 worked at it for many years, and then we finally said, you know, we need to share this with the public. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm passionate about it. I'm excited about it. I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of it, as we just keep
0: discovering new things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I got into this field as well was, you know, I knew that I would never know everything and that there was always going to be something um, more to learn and and different areas to go. So I think we share um, that in common. So Rob, any final words from you before I let you get going here? Um, and where can people find you? Anything else that you're up to that you want to share with our audience?
1: Well, the uh, we're always finding new things, as I was saying, but... Um, and if you know of anybody or anybody knows anybody, if you yourself aren't feeling well or something, don't necessarily take the uh, advice of uh, a professional who said, there's really nothing we can do. Because a lot of people don't understand what we do. And I, many people come to us with, you're my last hope kind mm-hmm. of attitude. Mm-hmm. And they're very surprised that something that seems so complex could be turned around. Again, we're not treating any medical condition. But when the body is able to recognize, like I said earlier, the, whatever the culprit is, it can heal itself. So really what we I would say, if you want to get a hold of us, um, I just got a call coming in here. That's so why I cut out there. Uh, if you anyone wants to find out who we are, you can go on www.inht.ca or another website is bie clinics with an s.ca awesome and um, yeah you can get a lot of information on that uh, feel free to call us if you have any inquiries and be more than happy to, to look after you
0: Great stuff. And um, check out the show notes. Uh, So, those of you listening, check out the show notes below and you will see um, the links to both of those websites. Uh, Rob, thanks a bunch for coming on today and for sharing your knowledge, your passion, your expertise, and for uh, all of your work that you've done on BIE. Uh, Really appreciate you taking the time out. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And you guys out there uh, listening, if you enjoyed today's episode, as always, uh, please consider sharing with friends, family. You can subscribe as well and leave us a review and help me to bring more awesome guests like Rob to the show. So uh, thanks for for listening. Thanks for tuning in and you have an awesome day out there wherever you are.